0: Welcome, so glad to have you with us today. We're talking about building a strong foundation for our community. In the last hour, we focused on children and early childhood education, the importance of that and the return that we as a society get on that investment. But it's not just about early childhood education. Sometimes bad things happen. And it's no fault of a parent or a child that these bad things are happening. They have these adverse childhood experiences. We need to have services and organizations in our community, both public and nonprofit organizations, that help to meet the needs of those who've had challenging experiences growing up. And those organizations, in order to be effective, need strong leadership. So this hour we're going to talk about a new initiative here in the Fox Valley to try and strengthen the leadership of our area nonprofits. And we're joined by Kim O'Brien who's with the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region. Welcome to Fresh Take, Kim.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. And Tony Gonzalez, who's with the United Way Fox Cities. Welcome back to Fresh Take, Tony. You bet. Thanks, Josh. So glad to have you guys with us. Now, uh, full disclosure on my end, I have been involved with many area nonprofits since I've been back here as a professional for almost a decade. Tell me if I'm wrong here, but it seems like the Fox Cities region and Northeast Wisconsin generally has maybe more than its fair share of nonprofits. We have a lot of nonprofit organizations here in the area.
1: Is that accurate, Kim? I would think so. And Tony can... Weigh in on this as well, but we've got over 600 nonprofits on our distribution list wow. at the Community Foundation. Now we've narrowed it down to about 130 that are the most active that we're trying to support and okay. work with through the Leadership Initiative. Mm-hmm. But, Tony, what do you think about yeah. that number?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's accurate. I think there's probably, you know, in, in um, my past, probably between two to 300 that are a bit more robust and a bit more active, sure. have, have larger staffs, have some capacity. Right. But we're talking about some, you know, one, two-person operations when we look at that 600 yeah, number. Yeah,
0: completely volunteer-operated. Right. So is it that our community has more need? or do we have more people who want to give I mean maybe this is a good thing that it shows that there's that energy in our community do we have a sense of why we have so many nonprofits
1: well from what I've seen and I've been involved in nonprofits forever as well um it's that this capacity of this community to give at the business level at the individual level of their time their talent their dollars whatever it is it's very unique and as part of my work the last year with the initiative was to call resource centers nonprofit resource centers around the country I'm finding that we're unique, that there is just something about this area. Um, Trainers we're bringing in from all over the state say, boy, I wish we had this in Milwaukee. I wish we had this in Madison or Green Bay. This is just a phenomenal community to be able to do something like this.
0: Tony from that United Way mm-hmm. perspective, United Way exists all over the country yeah. does it does it feel to you like we also have something unique here with both the number and the capacity of our nonprofits
2: yeah I think I think we do um, you know we as a community take pride in the level of giving that people um, do share both their time and their treasure and I think uh, you know to Kim's point you get um, people that are willing to um, step up and organize as a result of a passion that they have. And we have resource available and you do see the development of nonprofits. At the same time, I think there's a sensitivity to avoiding duplication and try to make you know, maximize and capitalize on existing resource that so that it's not just a a blind development. It, yeah. it is in
0: concert with what else is happening in the community. I, I've had conversations like that uh, anytime. In fact, someone tells me they want to start a new nonprofit. My very first question is, have you looked to see if that type of nonprofit already exists? There's a lot of well-intentioned people who want to be part of the solution. Sometimes are a little eager, I think, to to be a part of the solution and take action independently of what might already exist. And so United Way and the Community Foundation are really the two best resources in our community to find out what's already out there. But Tony, you raised a good point, which is about duplication and overlap. An area that I have some experience with is the housing sector of our nonprofits. And, And this goes beyond basic needs. It goes into arts and education and all the different areas. How do we try and avoid overlap and duplication of service between different nonprofits do you guys have any perspectives on that
2: yeah I think so I you know I've been um, to Kim's point I've been in nonprofit uh, sector here in the community for about almost 25 years now in, in different agencies and it really you know I think our community is very conscious of not du- duplicating service and trying to be good stewards and be disciplined to say if we're going to invest in something What is the most cost-effective way to do that? And so, you know, in my 25 years, I've been on the side of the table that was trying to find funding to develop programs. I was fortunate to work with long-standing organizations. But in my travels, I have certainly collaborated with other organizations that have entertained, okay, there's this new nonprofit or should a new nonprofit um, develop as a result of this initiative is is something beyond what any of our our organizations can solely manage, mm-hmm. and those are. Those are sometimes very difficult yeah. decisions to make, and and I've been a part of you know spending a lot of due diligence and trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast forward in my case to the last three years w- with the United Way, um, we probably have been in my guess is four to five conversations with organizations similar thing. I have an interest in this, mm-hmm. I have a passion mm-hmm. in this. Um, I'm considering the possibility of developing a nonprofit, and um, you know, it gives us an opportunity to, to begin engage them and do, in understanding what that means. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the, you know, we, we very quickly, among the logistics of pulling that off, get into the sustainability question. Right. And that's usually where people
0: kind of hit a roadblock. Yeah. <laughs> because well-intentioned <laughs> great. You need the resources to do the work. Right. And um, you mentioned a couple interesting things there. I asked about duplication and overlap. Then there's the issue of gaps right, Mm -hmm. needs that are not being filled. But to try and avoiding the duplication, we've talked with John Weinberg and several of the other nonprofits that focus on housing issues, they've actually created a coalition where they work together to make sure on their own that they're not overlapping and duplicating, frankly, because their funders would like that. They wanna make sure that their resource donations are going to unique efforts to help solve a problem and not something that duplicates what others are doing.
2: Yeah, and I sit on that housing coalition, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, not to your point, not only are there efforts and coalitions that are doing that for everything and looking at gaps, say, so versus um, developing a new nonprofit, it's how collectively can we, within our existing resources, right. address that gap. Um, but there's also, uh, you know, to the extent there's a, a a sector of that housing coalition, a handful of housing organizations that are looking at ways that they can work more effectively, everything from collaborating on a deeper level to the possibility of mergers. So whereas we're talking adding new, there yeah. are others that are looking at the opposite end right. of that spectrum right. saying – do we need as many, and can we yeah. can we serve our community better by actually combining forces right. in a different way?
0: because Kim, to your point, you said we've got an incredible capacity to support the work of these nonprofits, but financial support is only one piece of the formula. You also need the leadership abilities, the management, the financial management, the people management, the organizational management that goes into running a nonprofit and there's only so much of that resource as well
1: absolutely, and that's the reason we 're here today right. um, this These conversations about building stronger nonprofit executive directors as well as boards and um, support staff started years and years ago in this community. And finally, I think a couple years ago, took a turn where the community members got together and said, all right, now we're ready. We need to do something. What can we do? Let's build an infrastructure around stronger um, training, education, whatever it is these nonprofits need, let's figure out how to get it to them. And, again, that was driven by the funding where funders are – Probably tired of funding failing nonprofits. yeah, so yeah. how do we support that? And what do we do and and build something a little stronger for them?
0: That's right. That capacity to give can only endure if that donation is effective in addressing the cause that it is built for and so these threads all come together in creating what is now called the nonprofit leadership initiative uh, that is housed within the community foundation for the fox valley united way is a partner in that and we're going to dig into the four main pillars of that initiative when we come back so don't go anywhere you're listening to fresh take and we're talking with kim o'brien from the community foundation and tony gonzalez from united way we'll have more for you on whby Welcome back to Fresh Take. I'm your host, Josh Duclow. We are talking with Kim O'Brien from the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region and Tony Gonzalez from United Way Fox Cities about the Nonprofit Leadership Initiative. This is a a set of programs and resources designed to help build strong leaders, both executive directors and board members, for nonprofits in our area. If you're a donor to nonprofits in the area, you want to know that the money you're giving is effectively addressing the purpose and cause that you're supporting it, we don't want our money to just be thrown into a big organization and you know it, nothing happens and so this is really meant to build that effectiveness so Kim uh, walk us through a little bit what is the mission of this initiative and uh, tell us about some of the parts
1: well I think you just said the mission oh, there we go much all right, right there, <laughs> <laughs> Create a framework to develop effective nonprofit board and executive leaders in the Fox Valley region, Um, and we're doing that through leadership, collaboration, and various learning opportunities. Uh, Did you want me to go into any of those, or start? Yeah, start with that. Um, The first thing that we started, I would. Was it two years ago, maybe Tony? A little over two. A little over two years ago was the nonprofit Next website. This is a website built and maintained by the New Hampshire Center for Nonprofits.
0: Okay, so an outside resource. Outside resource. Bringing it here.
1: We bought the licensing for anyone who is in the community foundations region. Um, So we're paying for that right now. It's free to anyone to access. Free to register. Um, Again, we've offered it out to all of the nonprofits in the Fox Valley region. That's great. And it includes tips, tools, and templates for whatever issue you have going on right now um, for your nonprofit.
0: So this is really the a safety net of sorts Absolutely. for that new executive director, really learning the ropes and trying to find their way. Here is best practices, templates for different things they're yep. gonna have to do, right, guidance right. of what that job's gonna require of them.
1: Absolutely, some as well support. as board members. Okay, so, so also serving board members. There's a large board initiative part out there as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, we are also able to drive materials out there. So if I get something from my marketing person or something from another executive director who said this dashboard really worked well for me, we can upload it to that site mm. and then let our local users know that it's right. available to them. So
0: some peer-to-peer learning going Absolutely. on virtually. Absolutely, yeah, and there'll be our fantastic.
1: little logo at the bottom so you know that it came from the Fox Valley so yeah. it's vetted right. by Fox Valley boards and sure. executive directors. Yeah,
2: that so if I might, here's a call to nonprofits. Yes. This is a tool for us that we're investing in as a community. And, you know, I certainly in my time have been involved in sharing ideas, networking, sharing tools. This is a great forum for doing that. Because now you don't have to happenstance run
0: into it with your peer. Or or spend hours searching it out on your own. Exactly. So um, that's sort of a virtual place where board members and executive directors can get resources. But you're also bringing them together in real life to learn from each other as par- as another part of the initiative.
1: Absolutely, and part of that did come also out of the, the initiative that J.J. Keller did with Sile and the human resources side, where they were looking for more formal training. Um, and that's what we're calling right now the Nonprofit Leadership Institute. Okay. So we've collaborated with Fox Valley Technical College oh, nice. to provide um, nine different modules through a year program, started this past April, it will end next April. With trainers for experts in their field, so we're bringing in trainers from all over the state right now um, to talk on your basic 101 executive director. To be in this, you need to either have had less than three years as an ED, uh, okay, for a nonprofit, yep. or be a program director or development director. Okay, so we've got people who have one of our candidates right now who's in the course is an attorney from New York. So some of these people have been in the corporate world yeah. are look have moved to nonprofit and are where do I start from here? Right. So it's your basic one oh one of nonprofit leadership. Sure. Um so we've got finance, human resources, operations, personal development, board resourcing, again, nine modules through a year. Yeah. Um and that came out of people saying we want to have hands on training, local hands on training, mm-hmm. and be- build a cohort. People yeah. I can call and talk to and this reaches not just human services, but it's the arts. Um, again, there are 12 candidates in this program right now. It's a pilot program yep. that we've decided to kick off again for next year because All it's right. been rave reviews. Good. From candidates, board members, everyone who's yeah. involved in the process. That um, is great. So that's one of them.
0: Well, that's really, again, to that notion, today's theme of foundation, right, really builds that skill foundation for being an effective Nonprofit executive director for people who might not have come out of a management setting, right? There's a lot of skills there that are not natural. They're not innate. You don't just pick up how to do financial audits or human resource management for nonprofits. Exactly. But now that was focused on executive directors. And you've got resources for boards as well, not just for existing board members, but for people who might like to become a nonprofit board member, right?
1: Right, exactly. And that's another... um, Part of our, our modules, I'd say, that we're still building and working on. Okay. Um, what we're doing also is the board pipeline, which is, I think, what you're referring to, yeah. the, the event that you went to in July. Yeah. We're having quarterly events at various locations to talk about what it means to be on a board of a nonprofit, why it will help develop your leadership skills, why it will help the community, and how to get involved in something like that. Right.
0: Introducing people to some of the different options, having board members currently or current executive directors talking with a group of interested people this is the event that i attended board pipeline event and i represented one of the boards that i serve on and from that event not only do we get some suggestions for programs we could do but we got two new members that wanted to be involved in our committee and so um folks are out there they're looking for that opportunity to get engaged they just don't always know how to find it. And so it's board pipeline. I like to think of it almost as board portal, right? Here is your entry point into the world of nonprofit boards here in the Fox Valley. Now, maybe you serve on a nonprofit board or you volunteered with nonprofits before. You know the importance they play in our community. Tony, that's your job every day, is working mm-hmm. with these nonprofits, helping them to be effective. You know, and you've seen, I trust, the importance of skilled board members. Do You see what's happening here with board pipeline and some of these other initiatives Is helping to serve the need we have in our community? Yeah, very much so. I think, um, you know people get engaged because they
2: have a passion around an issue they have a skill set that they want to share and that's all great um, but perhaps don't have the understanding of so what's my role am right. i and and may come in with some preconceived ideas of more of a oversight micromanaging type of background or, or approach to it so that's yeah. it's part of it helping identify the role in a governance right. way um, but but having um, the responsibility of oversight because we do have Turnover in positions; those boards are responsible for the evaluation, the hiring. Yes. You know they they fill the
0: gap. Yeah. We're going to touch on some of those common pitfalls in nonprofits and some misperceptions of nonprofits and how this initiative is going to help to address some of that. So we're going to come back. We're going to dig into that, and uh, I hope you'll stay tuned because this is important conversation for growing the strong foundation of our community. You're listening to Fresh Take on WHBY. Welcome back to Fresh Take. I'm your host, Josh Duclo. We are joined by Kim O'Brien, who is from the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley Region, and Tony Gonzalez, who is with United Way of the Fox Cities. Thank you both for being on Fresh Take today. Awesome. Thanks. Now, Kim, we were talking about the Nonprofit Leadership Initiative, which is a recent program. It's continuing to grow and evolve and develop uh... the community foundation doesn't do this on its own right there's important partners and sponsors who make this possible let's talk a little bit about them too
1: absolutely that's been i think the driving force behind where we are today and where we're able to go in the future is all of our key partners um, the community foundation obviously is one of them united way with tony here Thrivent financial community first credit union Fox valley tech have all been key partners in what we're trying to drive as well as that and we'll talk in a little bit about the ver- in kind versus yeah, financial contributions yep. to nonprofit. We've got the large employers in the area um, Kimberly Clark, Associated Bank, Bemis, Pulse has been very involved in what mm-hmm. we're doing as well mm-hmm. through the Chamber. The Young
0: Professionals Network. Yep. Yeah.
1: And the Volunteer uh, Center has mm-hmm. been involved with a lot of things. So we've got all of these committees that we're working on. I have probably 10 to 12 people on each committee from all areas of the businesses and nonprofits in the area to help yeah. us support this.
0: Fantastic. And that just goes to the point that businesses do see the essential need to support these kinds of programs, to make sure that our nonprofit sector is also strong and sustainable right alongside their business. Because it makes for a good community. A good community attracts good workers and retains those workers and makes them a stronger company. So it it's really this virtuous cycle. They do see the benefit of being involved in something like this. Yeah. Okay, so I want to dig in a little bit here. We've all been involved in nonprofits for a long time. I suspect many of our listeners have volunteered or donated or, or in other ways been involved in nonprofits. And there's some common, uh, I don't know if the word is weaknesses or challenges, flaws in nonprofits. And I want to just Talk about some of those and how this initiative addresses some of those common challenges that nonprofits face. And it starts with something that I think is pretty obvious the connection here. We talked about some of this earlier, but oftentimes executive directors are the passionate volunteer who, as the organization grows, sort of by happenstance, becomes the executive director, but they don't necessarily have the skill set to be an executive leader of an organization. And you mentioned you've got some programs specifically geared to address that. You can you cover that just briefly one more time?
1: Sure, well besides the institute which we have, we also have yeah. the executive director forum, which is the one that again meets I think every other month right now. Um, Fox Valley Technical College provides a space for that. And we again we have trainers or speakers come in on a topic. Now the executive directors get a survey, what would you like next topic to mm. be? And then let's say it's human resources. They get another survey that says, okay, of the 100 things we could talk about, let's narrow it down to five or six. Um, And then I've been able to bring in trainers who have done this for free to round tables. So I will have six trainers in a session where you can rotate to get your questions answered depending on the specific topic you want. So we're trying to, again, fill that need with the executive directors, not only offering all the other things, but then to have, again, a trainer, a one-on-one, a cohort when you can say to the person next to you, well, what do you do on on that issue or on that side? Um, So we have actually another one tonight at Fox Valley Technical College and the theme is fundraising Uh resourcing your mission there you go um, which is the hot topic right now Uh, another one
0: of those skill sets that if you haven't done it as a professional you don't just know how to do it and so learning from others both experts and your peers as other executive directors uh, that's a really valuable resource uh, to help to skill them up and get them prepared to be effective leaders Uh, but it's not just the executive director the initiative also offers support for board members. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the challenges that nonprofits face, some that I've been involved with have had this challenge, is that board members, do, they're just not aware of what their role actually is. That sometimes they feel like, oh, we're just supposed to say yes to whatever the staff tells us, right? We're just here to, to put our name on a letter once a year asking for money that the staff writes, and that's pretty much it. But you're trying to help board members understand that their role goes a lot further than that.
1: Absolutely. I don't know, Tony, if you want to talk about yeah. your experience with the boards through United yeah. Way Conversations as well.
2: Yeah, and, and, and I guess from my experience as, as um, executive director for almost 12 years in the community, working with different boards. Um, you know, I certainly have found that board members have been an invaluable resource to me as uh, when I was in that role as a director. Everything from, you know, helping me develop skill sets to another set or pairs of eyes that are looking at some critical things that I needed to be uh, to pay attention to. Um, you know, everything from the, having a board assessment um, and different best practices in your organization. You know, that that's the role of the board among things is to make sure that we've got good business practices because this is a small business or a somewhat large business that you are responsible for running and and to do it alone is a huge undertaking. So this is a group of of champions that are behind you
0: helping to deliver your mission. Right, right. And using those champions, right, making sure you have the right mix of skill sets on your board, that's a role the executive director at least has to take the lead on often in collaboration with their board president or some of the more experienced members uh, of that board. Um, Donors play a role here too. The oversight and influence of donors is a big impact on a nonprofit. And I think sometimes donors are challenged to really maybe ask the question about the effective use of the funds they donate and I think we can't always leave it on the donor, right? There's a role for the executive director and the board members to communicate with donors effectively as well in things like annual reports and the 990 forms. You're helping the, the organizations to be better at that as well.
1: Absolutely, that's all part of the training and pieces of the puzzle that will have yeah. to come together yeah. for effective nonprofits.
0: You know, it, it's tempting to think a big donor list and a glitzy, glossy booklet that comes up once a year, right? the annual report. I can't imagine the number of these things I've seen in my lifetime. It doesn't always get to the basics it doesn't always get down to the nitty gritty and that's another challenge that nonprofits face it's sometimes it's hard to effectively communicate how they are addressing their mission how they're making a difference in the community, is that something that you're getting at too, with executive directors and board members?
1: Absolutely. In fact, the institute does have a session on communication okay. um, and marketing, and the forum will cover those things as well. Because you're not only communicating the, the piece of the puzzle that you have, or the one page with the annual report, you're communicating to so many different levels of um, expertise or ages as well. Okay. So when I communicate to but the 24-year-old, it might be different than what I communicate to somebody else who's who wants that hard copy in mm-hmm. the 24-year-old. So I want two seconds of information right. now. Make, so show me a video. Right, <laughs> I want a video. I want on YouTube, and I don't want it to take too long. Yeah. Yeah. So we're cognitive of all those different resources that nonprofits are going to have to be aware of. Yeah. We just sent an email out today on your social media toolkit through the initiative. So that's a huge aspect as well yeah. that some of the smaller nonprofits say, I, I don't need that. Yeah. I can't get into that.
0: Well, Tony, to your point, these are small, sometimes not so small, businesses that are being run. And, and we'll get into it a little bit after the break about the difference between a business and a nonprofit, maybe a little more similar than some people might think. But it's the notion that you still have to have the management skill set, the communication and marketing skill set, financials, HR, all of those things are necessary for a successful nonprofit to be able to pursue their mission. And, and you guys are providing that, that support for those executive directors throughout the Valley. Yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to take another quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the misperceptions that exist around nonprofits, how this nonprofit leadership initiative can address some of those as well. If you've got a question, do give us a call, 281 1150 or toll free, 1 866 887 1150. If you've got a comment you want to share, you can always email me, Fresh Take 1150. At gmail.com. Love to hear from you there. You can find that link on our website now. If you're on my show page, you click to email me, you can get to me right there. And as always, you can tweet at me at Josh Duclos. Love getting your tweets as well. We'll be back with more from Tony Gonzalez and Kim O'Brien about the Nonprofit Leadership Initiative here in the Fox Valley on Fresh Take. You're listening to WHBY. Welcome back to Fresh Take. Glad to have you with us. And we've got a call from Gary. Gary, you are on the line. Thanks for calling Fresh Take. What's on your mind this morning? Oh, Josh. Good morning, Gary.
3: Um, uh, first time caller, uh, frequent listener.
0: Thank you so much.
3: Um, I have two comments uh, regarding uh, you know, just nonprofit leadership and board leadership. One is that I'm a current board president for a local nonprofit, and I've done this uh, a couple of times um, one of the things that I think is under, uh, or underdeveloped or underestimated is the fiduciary responsibility of a board. Uh, in, I believe it's a legal responsibility for all boards to make sure that nonprofits are financially sustained. Right. And I think that's misunderstood a lot of times by board members when they come on.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I think you're right on that one. What's that second observation?
3: Uh, second observation is that our current executive director for the nonprofit is, is undertaking the training from the nonprofit leadership initiative, and I think it's a great program, and we're seeing tremendous results and development uh, from the initiative, but I just want to compliment everybody involved with it.
0: Oh, that's fantastic, Gary. Thank you so much. I know you've been a longtime supporter of nonprofits in our community, and uh, Tony, you got some comments for Gary?
2: Yeah, I think I think Gary's first point is a, is a really critical one. Um, and, you know, I mean, perhaps goes without saying, but but I think really to underscore the importance of a board in, in that role, really the board helps the organization essentially garner the resources to deliver mission. And it doesn't necessarily mean, I think with many boards that, uh, you know that the board member then is asked to make a significant contribution. Many boards will have a, a contribution within their means. So people have opportunity to give of themselves in many ways. Right. Give of their time, their talent, their skill. Many people want to get be on a board because they want to expand. So I I do this in my work life. I do this skill. I want to expand and broaden my horizon. So I want to learn new skills. So it's an opportunity there too, not only to enhance one's skills but to network. But always keeping an eye on mission doesn't happen without this leadership. And and the Having the means of financial resource and that brain trust of skill in the community to help further uh, you know, advance the mission is, is really important. And so the boards, that's a critical role. They need to be on top of the finances of the organization. That organization needs to be looking forward in terms of sustainability. We might be flush today in a good financial position, but are we looking ahead and making certain we've got good plans in place? um and and we're prepared for that rainy day. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Gary, thank you so much for listening and thanks for your call and thanks for all your service to our community. Kim, thoughts on that notion of board as fiduciary, as having that financial responsibility.
1: Oh, and he hit it on the head right there. Um, one of the or a couple of the sessions we've already had with the institute was a board exercise that the executive directors took on here are 20 things that board members think that they're their responsibility. Pick out the 10 that are accurate. And so we did that with the executive directors, and it's something then that we will plan to do when we do more of the board support training with board members because that should rise to the top.
0: Yeah. Well, keeping on that notion of the fiduciary responsibility of having the resources to do the work, I think there's a misperception that often exists out there that a nonprofit doesn't need to have revenue because why would a nonprofit need money? Well, there's a difference between revenue and profit. And uh, Tony, Kim, I don't know which one of you want to tackle this one, but this is something that I've often heard. And again, it goes to that notion that nonprofits are more like businesses sometimes than they might realize, and the importance of revenue to achieve a mission, to be able to do the work of the organization.
2: Yeah, you know, I think, again, it's critical. Many, many... Um, nonprofits, you know, have to have, I think, a, a robust fund development plan so that they are looking at how do we meet the services today. But what is our plan if the economy doesn't do as well and donors aren't giving what they had given in the past? Or my special event was yielding X amount and now it's kind of run its course and it's not doing as well. Right. I mean, you always we got to keep our eye on, on, on um, you know, our, our financial situation. And I, I, I do think... Um, you know boards have a, a critical role in helping the staff and executive director think again beyond tomorrow um and have those skill sets in terms of investments like you're saying you you a, a nonprofit in a given year can have assets they have you know they have you know um revenue that exceeds their expenses that can be a very good thing and a critical thing i mean right. take your own financial per, you know your own your own personal finances yeah. you don't want to be living mouth, you know hand to mouth every day that's not a good way to
0: operate right. so you got to have a plan and 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 work it yeah well particularly to expand your effectiveness towards pursuing your mission and kim speak to this too the the need to be able to plan for the future and think bigger Right to be able to say today we're serving X number we could double that. How do we get to that number? And and putting those plans in place.
1: Absolutely. And then to think about your always going back to your mission. You know what is our mission? And let's stick to our mission. There's certainly more we can always do in this community, focusing that with the dollars. And, and then we are a business. I think it's so hard for executive directors, especially those that came up from programming with the big hearts, to realize that this is a business and not everything's going to be in kind.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and not everything's going to you're going to get for free, but you know you certainly can try. Yeah. But you've got to have, as Tony said, a fund development plan right. and hit all the different vehicles that you can in fund development. Not just the individual donors, not just grants. Um, there's got to be a bigger pool that you're looking to all the time.
0: All the time. I know one of the areas that I have some experience in from my own past work is planned giving having that conversation with your regular donors about including your nonprofit in their charitable giving plan, in their estate plan making sure that their last gift to that nonprofit is the biggest and best gift they can make by understanding the huge impact that a special gift like that can have. It's a conversation not a lot of particularly smaller nonprofits, but even larger nonprofits. They're not often having that conversation. They're so focused on the annual fund goal, on getting this year's operating funds covered, that they're not necessarily spending time on those longer term plans, projects, and conversations.
1: Right, absolutely, and even the word endowment scares a lot of them when you first bring that to the table the board will say, well, we could never do that. We're just trying to keep the lights on. Right, right. So,
0: Yeah. And and sometimes it takes one big donor mm -hmm. to really raise those sites to come along and say, no, no, I believe in you so much. Here's a a gift 10 or 100 times bigger than one you have ever received before. It's coming to you if I believe you can spend it well. And it's going to effectively help pursue that mission. Now, last thing I want to talk about, this is not something that the United Way and Community Foundation have decided. Here's what our executive directors need, and we're going to feed it to them. You know, this is a two-way dialogue. And and not only have you been listening to the executive directors and board members for years in developing this, but you want that two-way dialogue to continue in knowing what they want next. It, in fact, it's built into the institute that you were talking about, the, the, um, the executive directors coming together.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Again, we've also with the institute, we've surveyed them to death every time we do something before and after. What did you think? How do we improve this the next time? Things like that. But again, we want to hear from the community. Funders, donors, um, executive directors, development staff, senior staff. What do they? What are they looking for to, in order to build strong framework for nonprofits?
2: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, Agreed. And I, you know, I, again, this is a call out to them too. I'm like. Like you know, like Kim said, we're we're getting the you know the formal technical survey done um, with those that are going through the institute. But there, we certainly have ears open to um, you know what are, what are the burning areas within which we might even have gaps within the institute. I can tell you, you know, I had an opportunity working with the Red Cross, a three day deep dive sent to Indiana, had executive training, director training, one on one. I would would have loved to have something like this available to me locally. Mm-hmm. 15 years ago when I first started in this yeah. field. So I'm
0: greatly excited about this resource in the community. We started this conversation talking about the fact we've got a great number of, of nonprofits here. This nonprofit leadership initiative from the Community Foundation and the United Way is really going to help to ensure that those are effective nonprofits well into the future. Uh, we're out of time. Kim O'Brien with the Community Foundation for the Fox Valley region and Tony Gonzalez with United Way Fox Cities. Thanks so much for joining us today on Fresh Take. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back to wrap up the hour right after this. You're listening to WHBY. Today was all about building the foundation of our community. It's not just about young people. It's about people at every stage of life who need support. We can't do it on our own all the time. And while we balance the need for individual responsibility versus that collective societal responsibility, we're helping to define the future of our community. We're going to continue that conversation on Fresh Take, but tomorrow we're going to talk blood donation, and it's our week in review, so don't miss it. We'll see you then.